let's look ahead to the games on Wednesday in the NBA. Seven games on. We'll look at streaming options. We'll put LeBron James under the lens. We'll see what's on my radar as well. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I have a question for you. Who can prevent forest fires? You have selected you, referring to me. The correct answer is you. And I'm also the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always, at redrock underscore b-ball, on TikTok at redrock underscore b-ball, and on Instagram at lockedonfantasybasketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. Seven games, looking ahead Wednesday. Uh, lots to talk about. We're going to get great stuff on Tuesday with the NBA in-season tournament wrapping up, and then we'll get a better idea of guys that we can target through for Wednesday, uh, for next week because of the way the schedule breaks out. I'm not going to cover that here, but that's something to watch for in Tuesday's games. What we're looking for is what we're watching for in Wednesday's games. Let's give an injury update now, and there are, for some reason, just tons of them today. Um, should I talk about it now? I've talked about it a little bit, but we've got an update on LaMelo Ball. I'll just talk about it. Actually, let's go back. Let's talk about that now. Update on LaMelo Ball. Um, no fracture, obviously. It's a relatively serious injury, according to Shams. So we're going to be having um, timeout. He's on the walking uh, boot. He's got a serious ankle injury. I'm thinking this is minimum four, probably two months we're looking at here for LaMelo Ball. The question will be, who do you add? And the answer is... If Rogier, Miller, Washington, or Hayward are available, you add those guys. I would not add Ishmith outside of deeper leagues. I would not add Teo Maladon outside of deep leagues. I wouldn't add Bryce McGowan's unless I'm in a deep league. What happens is more usage will go through to Rogier, more ball handling will go to Rogier. More usage will go to Hayward, more ball handling will go to Hayward. More usage will go to Bridges, more usage will go to Washington. Um... Then you get Ishmith cementing in the same way that he was before when Rogier was out as a 17, 18 minute a night backup point guard is my guess. And that wouldn't enable him to be a deeper league player. But basically what we saw when Rogier was out, we have very similar rotation to what we see when Mallow is out. There'll just have to be more ball handling go around. So more assists to Rogier, to Haywood, a little bit more to Bridges, and that bumps those guys' value. So they're the only four players, Miller, Bridges, Washington, and Haywood, that I think oh, Bridges is not going to be available, but the other three might. If I'm in a 10-team, a 12-team league, I, I would look at those guys. 10, borderline. But if uh, Rogier was dropped, for example, like he's almost not definitely, definitely not available, but he's a clear ad in 10s. And then Haywood and Washington and Brandon Miller are the 12-team ads with LaMelo Ball sidelined. Got that? I, hope, I think that's how it's going to work out. The injuries for Wednesday's game. Rui Hachimura remains out. Gabe Vincent remains out. Um, a couple of other Lakers, which I'll show up on the other slide as well, which did come through. Markel Fultz remains out. I don't 
you don't have to hold Michael Fultz. I don't know when this is happening. You don't have to hold him. Wendell Carter, probably one and a half to two weeks away, according to him today. So yeah, we've got at least some sort of update on that, which is in line with what we expected. Uh, Xavier Tillman and the Duck, Luke Kennard, remain sidelined with their injuries. Um, at this point, unless something really unless something really uh, changes or they, they update that, which uh, they haven't. So that's where we're at. Um, Larry Markkinen, I am expecting to be out. This has not been confirmed. The Jazz are one of four teams that play a Wednesday, Thursday back-to-back. Even if Lowry was ready to go, he's not going to play both of the games, but it's only a, it's a hamstring strain. He's missed two games. I expect that Lowry is out, but that has not been official. Trey Murphy and Matt Ryan, when I created this graphic, I assumed that they were out, but they have both been upgraded to doubtful. Now, that means there's almost no chance they play, but what this does mean is that they are likely back for the game after that. So don't expect that Trey Murphy or Matt Ryan return on Wednesday, but it's coming. It's coming this week. Kelly Oubre, Daniel House Jr., um, and Jaden Springer all remain sidelined. Amen Thompson is out for the old mates, uh, the Rockets. And then we... I thought I'd updated this one. Um, because we've got confirmation of this. Boyan Bogdanovich is out again. Uh, Joe Harris is out again, which is frustrating. Um, this is the Pistons on a first game of a back-to-back two, so maybe Boyan returns Thursday. I don't know what the I don't know what the weight is. LeBron is questionable. Um, Cam Reddish has been upgraded to probable. Again, I thought I updated this. Anyway, Jared Vanderbilt is out again. We heard two weeks ago, hey, Vanderbilt's coming back. Like, I don't know when this stuff is happening, but all of those guys are... How close? Oh, I did. I did update it. It's just on a different slide. There you go. Sorry. This is the updated one. Boyan out. Joe Harris out. Vanderbilt out. LeBron questionable. John Isaac questionable. Oh, that's a that's a bad mistake from me, Josh. Um, Grayson Allen is questionable for the Suns. Kevin Durant is officially questionable. CJ McCollum is questionable. I expect that he plays. Aaron Gordon, Nikola Jokic, and Jamal Murray are questionable. Now, it's not good that Gordon and Jokic are questionable. I thought that Jokic would be ready to go, but we'll see. But it is good that Jamal Murray is questionable. I would put Murray on the probable side of questionable. I'd probably put Jokic on the probable side of questionable. And Gordon, I think, is a true questionable one there. Of course, we've seen the value of someone like a Reggie Jackson to step up or DeAndre Jordan if Jokic is out. But if Murray plays, Jackson won't have that value. If Gordon is out, it's going to be Justin Holiday, who's nothing. And if Jokic is out, it is DeAndre Jordan. But yeah, there's a lot of things that can change there. Keegan Murray is out for Tuesday's game. They have a back-to-back Tuesday, Wednesday, the Kings. So I'm going to list him as questionable. Same as Keon Ellis, who's questionable so far on um, on Tuesday. But you know that is that even going to matter? Probably not. And then the other two ones for the Lakers, Anthony Davis is probable. And Cameron Reddish has been upgraded to probable. So I would expect that he comes back, takes that starting position. Now, the Lakers do have a Wednesday, Thursday back-to-back. So I guess that he and LeBron and Davis play Wednesday. And then there's a little bit of doubt about their statuses for Thursday. I, I don't know. But we do expect that Cam Reddish is returning, um, available to play uh, on Wednesday for Wednesday's game. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors has partnered up with me here at Locked On Fantasy Basketball to help bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long, whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire. Every week, we're going to provide you with players guaranteed to fit on your roster. I think we really do need to have a look at um, Gordon Haywood. As I said, with LaMelo Ball out, if Haywood was dropped because of his poor shooting, you go back and add him. He is going to have to keep his minutes high, his usage higher, his assist rate higher. That is a really strong option. The shooting that has happened with him recently, it's got nothing to do with Miles Bridges being out or being back. It's just to do with the shooting slump. If Haywood was dropped, you go and add him, and it could be something that, I don't know, takes you to a fantasy championship, but maybe helps you get some victories while we deal with the LaMelo Ball absence. 
eBay Motors also knows that the championship team is about players being a perfect fit, and that is the same with your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, or whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're not burning cash, you're burning rubber. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com, eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, and exclusions apply. Okay, so that means we're going under the lens. With LeBron James of the Los Angeles Lakers, because LeBron was on my buy low, sell high show last week, I think it was, and he had been, um, he had been rolling. Since then, it has been a little bit rougher. For the big fella. Um, just checking to see if there's been any updates on injuries that have dropped now because there was something that came through. Nope, no, we're good. Um, yeah, LeBron, it's been a little bit tougher for him over the last week. Now, we can look at LeBron, who's played only 31 minutes a night over the last four and down to 32 minutes a night over the last eight games. Part of that is two blowouts. There was a big blowout victory against the Jazz where he played 24 minutes, and there was a blowout loss yesterday against the Sixers where he played 30 minutes. But that's not the only thing that has changed here for LeBron. He's 63rd in minus one rankings. He's 41st in fantasy points, and he was pushing top 10 prior to this. So it has been a stark drop-off. And one of the things we looked at with LeBron that wasn't probably going to hold were the big steal numbers. He was at 1.5 per game. Over the last four, he's down at 0.8 per game. So that's more in line with what he's done in the past. But also, his two-point percentage was up at like peak Miami LeBron. It's still sitting there for the season, 65% on twos. But over the last week, 55. And I think that we expect him, he was a guy that was at 58 last season, 62 the year before that. Like high 50s, sure. Mid 60s or high 60s, no chance. So this... Fullback was always going to happen with LeBron. He's also scoring just 21 points per game over his last four. He's at 25 for the season. He averaged 29 last year. And it's not necessarily because just of the shooting. Some of that's part of it. But usage is down. And I don't think that that 32-33 usage we saw from LeBron last season is necessarily coming back. It's part of why what he was doing prior to this week was unsustainably high. There are a few things here, though, with LeBron we can look at, and there are going to be improvements. He is still carrying a huge load offensively, 96th percentile in the NBA. He's been larger with his load prior than this season, but this is something that's not outrageously low for him. This is around where he's been somewhere in the last four years. But what that does mean is that these minutes that have been dropped the last four games because of two blowouts, a big decline in two-point percentage has led to that lower scoring. He's still being involved in the offense. He's still a big part of what they do, obviously. It's just a lot of stuff has transpired to knock LeBron down. So while we can look at 39-year-old LeBron and go, ah, yeah, we expect a slowing, and we do, but it's sort of gone past the expected number, and it's fallen back into the, oh, well, this is going to bounce back up. So don't be too worried about the recent production you've gotten from LeBron. I think it's going to be okay. I think you're going to bounce back just as long as you don't, um, as long as you don't expect a bunch of stuff to be um, as good as it was early on. In terms of the back-to-backs Wednesday through Thursday, there are four teams that play those. It's the Pistons, it's the Clippers, it is the Lakers, and it is the Jazz who've got that Wednesday-Thursday back-to-back. And I just realized like my stream of the day graphic isn't here, and I don't actually have the time to go in and redo it. So I'm just going to read out who they are. 
because I don't have the graphic present. Uh, sorry, some stuff screwed up. That's all good. 10-team streamer of the day for category leagues is Cole Anthony. The 12-team category streamer of the day is Mo Wagner. The 14-team is Nick Batum. The 16-team is Bob Covington. And then your Yahoo points and your ESPN points stream is Keontae George for Wednesday. So they're your streams of the day. So apologize that I apologize that that didn't come up. Let's go through the seven games and see what is on my radar. Now, the first game is the Lakers. They are taking on the Detroit Pistons. Great opportunity for the Lakers to get back on track after getting smacked by the Sixers. Unfortunately, might be looking at 15 losses in a row for the Pistons, but maybe they can surprise us. Who knows? Cam Reddish is going to return for the Lakers, so let's see how they use him. I expect he just starts again, and he remains an interesting streamer for steals. The big question on him is going to be when Rui and Vincent and Vanderbilt all return, how he gets utilized. For the Pistons, it is Cade Cunningham, who is playing much better of late. Um, I still want to see these other guys back to see what that unlocks for Cade. The shooting has improved. The usage is still high. The um, assists are still strong. Um, There's still room for improvement with Cade, obviously. I just It's more watching to see like how hard it is at the moment. Kate hasn't been great, let's be fair, but he's been better than some may suggest. He's also been worse than some may suggest. Just watching to see yeah, continued evolution. But more importantly, I think with Kate, is get to the line. Can you continue to do that? In terms of streams, Reddish is there. Well, for the Pistons, it probably is Isaiah Livers. But if Marcus Sasser remains in the rotation and plays 20 minutes, he could be an interesting stream guy there as well. The Wizards and the Magic, the uh, the battle of the mystical between these guys in Orlando. One team's good, one team is the Wizards. What we're watching for on the Washington side is Tyus Jones and the yo-yo of the minutes that Wes Unsell Jr. is providing. Some games, Tyus plays 30, some he plays too well and plays 25, and they prefer to use um, NPC legend Landry Shamet. I don't really fully know how to value where Tyus sits, but let's see how he gets used. And of course, we're always watching the clown show that is Jordan Poole. For the Magic, I do want to see the Gogo Badadze situation. What are his minutes look like? How does the, the Badadze, Wagner, Isaac, center triumvirate go? How do they run the minutes? What does it mean when Wendell returns? We don't fully know that. But I just want to see how Gogo looks. And more importantly, the usage pattern. Usage not is in basketball usage and how they use him on the court. In terms of streams, Bilal Kulabali for the Wizards looks nice. Mo Wagner and Goga are there. But of course, if Cole Anthony and Jalen Suggs are available on the Magic side, they are the names that we go for also. Phoenix and Toronto is the next one. For the Suns, Yusuf Nurkic has been playing much better. Minutes are up. His field goal percentage is up, which has always been a bugbear for Nurkic, one of the worst finishing big men in the NBA. But recently, that number has pushed up, and he's been playing really well. For the Raptors, I do want to watch Scotland Barnes, because after a hot start, he's cooled off. And more often than not, it appears at the moment that he is ceding usage to Pascal Siakam. We knew that defensive numbers were going to come down. We knew that shooting percentages were going to come down, and they have. But he's looking more or closer to like rookie year Barnes or a rookie year second year hybrid than what we saw the first two weeks. Why I'm always going to be watching this usage between him and Pascal and seeing how it shakes out. In terms of streams, Eubanks is a good option there for Phoenix. Grayson Allen will be if he is available, but he's currently questionable. And then if Durant is out, we're looking at Kata Bates Diop. And Gaz Trent is always the Toronto guy we look at. He's nothing more than a stream, and that is it. The Utah Jazz and the Memphis Grizzlies is the next game that we take a look at. And I do want to unbelievably, unfortunately also, watch Omer Yurtseven because they've won two games with him starting. So I don't expect that Will Hardy will move him out of the starting lineup. 
Kessler will probably get the more minutes. Maybe they change and put Kessler back in there. But I just, I, I've got Yurtsev in there because I want to see, is there anything actually here? I don't think there is. But how are they going to use him and do they make that switch? For the Grizzlies, Santi Aldama, it's been a roller coaster. I do not believe that he maintains 12-team value as we move forward. For now, sure, we roll with him. We take the bad with the good, more bad than good, and seeing what he can develop into. But he's sort of, I wouldn't say he's taken big steps forward this season. In terms of stream options, Kelly Linick is there. Maybe you go with Yurt7, but Linick's just got a little bit of a better game. But that could easily be Yurt7. Um, and then for the Grizzlies, Biombo's been dropped in a lot of spots. Tillman's not back. But Biombo still has really solid, I think, category league value, and he has to be considered some sort of a streaming option. Today's episode is also brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. As the weather gets colder, the offers on FanDuel stay hot. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's never been a better time to get in on the action. The app, it's so it's so easy to use. It looks good. It feels good. It smells good. It's easy to use, and you can try all of their great betting options, parlays, over-unders, totals, spreads, props, futures. FanDuel has it all. In fact, if you want to get in on the Miami Dolphins winning the Super Bowl, well, you can go and do that over on Fangio. Sounds like a good thing to do for me. Go to Fangio.com slash locked on and tip off the NBA season, kick off the NFL season, or just play through those seasons because they're rolling. They're in the middle of the year. So Fangio, official partner of the NFL, and don't forget to gamble responsibly. Let us get through the rest of these games that we need to target here. The next one is the Philadelphia 76ers and the New Orleans Pelicans. I do want to watch Nico Batum. Kelly Ubro remains out. Batum's getting good minutes and he's producing numbers where they're good enough to be 12-team stream or at the very least 14-team. It's hit or miss, but he's had a couple of good ones in a row and they're pumping minutes into him. I don't want to watch Marcus Morris, but unfortunately I know I'm going to be subjected to it. On the Pelican side of things, I want to see Zion Williamson. CJ is likely to return. Still no Trey, but Zion has been playing much better. We detailed this on the Buy Low, Sell High show earlier today as well, showing that his numbers have improved. He's still got room to get to the rim more and improve that field goal percentage, and I want to see that develop. But if CJ is back, what do the assists look like for Zion? In terms of streams, Nico Batum is there. I do have Dyson Daniel still as a stream, but obviously his value dips with the likely return here of uh, Christian James McCullum. The next game is the Houston Rockets and the Denver Nuggets. The Rockets are on a back-to-back. The Nuggets, I want to watch Michael Ponder Jr. because with everybody out, he did nothing. And it was all the reserve guys who stepped up in that game against the Clippers. He's been relatively hit or miss this season. And by that, I just mean inconsistent. Some nights he'll be great and play 37 minutes and have 20 points. And others, he plays 28 minutes and has nine points. It's frustrating. He still remains a 12-team league player. But just watching to see what else he can do, what else he can provide, and get some consistency in there. In terms of streamings, I don't know whether uh, the wild thing, Jay Sean Tate... Sorry, I don't know whether Tari Eason will play coming off the leg issue. So that should mean more minutes for the wild thing, Jay Sean Tate. He could be a stream option there. They also had a bunch of guys on the injury report today. Brooks and Van Vliet, all is probable. But I don't, I don't think there's any risk of them sitting, but that's something to watch. For the Nuggets, Reggie Jackson could be a streamer. Now there is Jokic, Gordon, and um, Murray all questionable. So it's going to depend who's out. So we look at Jackson and DeAndre Jordan very obviously as the prime guys if Murray and Jokic do happen to sit. Um, what did I do there? Let's go to the next game. It is the Clippers and the Kings. This is a back-to-back second game for Sacramento. On the Clippers, I do want to see James Harden because his usage is so, so low. And even his assist rate isn't high. I 
I don't think he really sniffs the usage and assist rate that he had last season. Things are quite strange on this team. We still don't fully know. It was like PG, 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 and then last game, 36 usage Kawhi. And like 34 minutes of Zubats. Like, I, I don't know. Will there ever be a game where Harden pushes up or is he going to consistently be in this tertiary role? And it's not even like the assists are coming. So let's see what we can make of this. Um, in terms of streams, Daniel Tice is there, but you could also throw Terrence Mann and Norman Powell into the mix. There's a lot of volatility with those minutes, though, for the Clippers. Well, for the Kings, it is probably Trey Lyles as an interesting stream guy, but if Monk's available, you look at him. If Herder's available, you look at him, and you see how they can be utilized. And even Harrison Barnes moves into that stream zone, too, especially if Keegan Murray is um, sidelined. In terms of two-for-ones for Wednesday through Thursday, we've mentioned the four teams already, the two LA teams, Utah and Detroit. So Kelly Linux on the list for a two-for-one, Norman Powell, Colin Sexton, Cam Reddish, Daniel Tice, Terrence Mann. You can throw Omer Yurtseven in there if you want. You could throw Taylor Horton Tucker in there as a points league sort of guy, but they're the four teams that were looking for the two-for-one. We're not going to look at chunks because there's no games on Saturday or Sunday that count for fantasy. That's not true, sorry. There's no games on Sunday that counts for fantasy, and Saturday is a 12-game non-stream day, so it's really Wednesday, Thursday, Friday that we're looking to stream, and we've already got the two-for-one back-to-backs that are up here for you. The 10-team streamers for Wednesday, we go, remember, this is a cascading list, so no matter what league size you're in, just attack the start of this list. Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs, still prioritizing those guys with Fultz out. Santi Aldama and Eric Gordon. I would maybe even slide Gordon ahead of Aldama on that list, especially if Allen and Durant are out. Malik Monk's a streamer, and Mo Wagner could also be a 10-team streamer. Good score up. It is back and forward a little bit between him and Goga. We know that. In terms of 12-team options, Goga Badadze is on that list. Kalia Linick, Nico Batum, and Bob Covington. Um, Cameron Reddish and Bilal Kulabali look like 12-team stream options. For deeper leagues, we go to Daniel Tice, Jacob Gilliard. He's still starting and playing minutes. Yeah, most of the games are shithouse. But if in deeper leagues, a starter who's 1% rostered, you've got to at least pay some attention there. Bismack Biombo is available. Taylor Horton Tucker is available. Trey Lyles and the artist formerly known as Torian Prince, also another decent deep league streamer. For points leagues, to round things out for Wednesday, we're looking at Keontae George, Mo Wagner, Goga Badadze, Kali Olenek, Taylor Horton Tucker, much better points than category guy, and... Bismack Biombo and guys that'll do it for me today don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts Spotify and on the Odyssey app and if you are on YouTube thumb it up and leave your comments down below guys we are done here thank you so much for listening everyone see ya